What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Viva La Dulce. And now I, G. Marlon. What's up, y'all? Welcome back, and you're tuning into the Polar Opposites Podcast. <laughs> I just want to start saying, like, I'm not happy this week. Not Why? a lot of, not a lot of uh, the listeners, you know, were very interactive with us. I like hearing really? from you, ladies. That's yeah. messed up. Dude, that's yeah. messed up. I feel some type of way right now. I have really bad abandonment issues, so, like, that mm. made me feel some type of way. Me too. Uh-uh. Me too. I have BPD so like you can't be abandoning me halfway there what's a bpd it's a uh, sensory borderline personality disorder oh and what is that because all i know is like bipolar and everybody be like i'm bipolar and i'm like no bitch you're just fucking mad like no no no, no yeah uh borderline personalities borderline personality disorder has bipolar tendencies okay but we are not bipolar like bipolar is more so like you're up for like two weeks and you're on a good high and you'll do the best and then boom, i don't know where you'll drop for like a month or so like it varies but mm-hmm. i have those tendencies but borderline personality disorder kind of um falls into uh, more of like mood swings and like really bad chemical balance so like if you don't treat it or if you don't take like medication or you don't go to like um a therapy for it you'll constantly find yourself irritable and it's no one like have you ever had a really bad fucking day where everything fucking irritates you no for sure so so i just kind of want to distinguish more the difference if it's okay with you between borderline and bipolar so bipolar is mood swings and borderline is no so bipolar is more like uh i kind of want to say it's like a mood stage swing i'm i'm not sure that much about bipolar because i wasn't diagnosed with that but we have bipolar tendencies where like i'm pretty sure you've heard of people when they're like oh she's so bipolar one day she's happy and one day she's not that isn't actually bipolar like usually people who suffer from bipolar bipolar disorder is more so like like a week to a month type of thing like people who can be depressed for up to two three weeks or people who can be very irritable for up to a week or so and then go back to normal so that's kind of how bipolar works from the little things that my therapist has told me and people with borderline personality disorder we have those tendencies where people think that's what we have but we don't it's more so like uh, our mood swings are like that but within hours of the day like okay okay so like with borderline oh i'm sorry with with bipolar sorry guys that's patron in the back patron stop it so with borderline um you're more like it kind of takes long so like one month you're super happy and then one month you just can't take That's it. That's bipolar. One, I'm sorry, bipolar, yeah. yeah. Bipolar, you're more like super good, you know, one month you're having a good month and then all of a sudden I hate my life type of thing. And then with borderline, which is what you have, right? Mm-hmm. It's more like one day, 10 minutes later, one hour later, yeah. right? Yeah. So my mood swings are, are very um, back to back and it's very exhausting. Like if you ask, um, Um, Some people with borderline personality disorder, like, how do you feel at the end of the day? A lot of people feel mentally exhausted. We feel literally mentally. We can't wait to go to sleep. Some of us. Some of Mm -hmm. us have insomnia. I've suffered with insomnia when I was younger. But now it's more like an exhaustion to go to sleep. Like, you can't wait to go to sleep because your mind has driven you through so much shit within one day. Like, it is crazy. Like, 
I don't know if you ever had an irritable day where you're just like, oh, everything's pissing me off. And you know, I remember that's how you explained it to me. There was um, a little time when I was kind of going through a lot and I would remember I told you, I'm like, bro, I'm just so sick of like some days I'm so happy and some days I'm so sad and I can't fucking take it. Like my mind, I remember I was telling him like my mind literally feels like it's going fucking crazy. Yeah. You're like, well, that's how I feel a million Every times a day. day. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how that's the best way to approach somebody who doesn't get it or who doesn't experience it that's me every day and it's it's very difficult to live with it you once you have been diagnosed and have been treated you learn to kind of be like okay this is just my shit acting up like let me try to do some techniques to like get over it or like to you know surpass this and i like how you said you were diagnosed because i feel like nowadays people glorify mental illness online and they self-diagnose themselves and it's very important that no you go get like if you really right. feel something is wrong with you go reach out so you can be properly diagnosed because like you said borderline and bipolar are so, right. so similar but it's different so can you tell us a little bit about how you knew one? something yeah. was up with you and you went to reach right. out for help so this is the the biggest mistake that my therapist told me like the well actually not the we'll biggest. start from the beginning what when did you know something was up with you that you decided to reach out for help? And how? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know where to reach out and how to, and reach, how to out. reach out. Right. That so makes sense. what was wrong? Like, what did you? F- I don't want to say what's wrong with you because nothing is wrong with you. But what did you feel? You're like, okay, I need some help. Like, and how did you go about that? Okay, so it honestly started off. Um, my whole life, mm. I've always, <laughs> I've always been told I have a bad attitude. Mm. <laughs> And obviously, you're my sister, so you know me to the core. It was like, I'm pretty sure for you, it was one day like, like, yo, like, 10 minutes ago, she was fine. What the yeah. fuck happened, like, within the 20 minutes? Like, nothing happened, you know? So, most of my time, I always heard, like, you're super cool, but you have a nasty attitude. You're super nice, but you have a disgusting attitude. Yeah. Like, bro, that attitude, like, and I was like, I remember crying and I was like, bro, like, how do you change an attitude? You know, (laughs) like, I remember like growing up with that. And then this one day I went to the doctors for um, like my boob because something was going on with my boob and they checked it. And I remember my my mom, honestly, like we're very confianzuda. So like, you know, mom goes into the room. When did mom stop going to the room with Dude, you? Dude, she still does. Exactly. I'm 28 years old. I'll be showering. My mom walks in like nothing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me show this funny story about that actually one time. So like... I was like um, a senior, right? And this girl comes to school. She was like my friend. She's like, I'm so fucking pissed. My mom disrespected me today. And I'm like, girl, what happened? Like, which is she like, she fucking walked in on me while I was in the shower. And I'm over here like, girl, I still shower with my mama. <laughs> no, but that's true. So it's like, I'm very confianzuda. Like, I told my mom to come in. But that day, dude, I don't know. My BPD was like extra acting out. And I told the doctor, I was like, I need her out of here. And the doctor was like, oh, sorry, mom, she's 16, like, she needs you out. And my mom was, like, kind of caught off guard, but she tells me, she's like, you know, like, what's going on? And I was just bawling, and I was telling her my whole life, this, 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 this. She's like, you know what? She's like, I can't diagnose you right here in one session. It takes sessions. It takes different doctors. So you were just kind of, like, spreading your feet, like, how you were feeling at the time. Yes. And so she took me to a therapist. We talked about it. We, like, she told me, you know what, from everything that I've asked you. And they ask you very discreetly So the you questions. saw a therapist first? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was a behavioral therapist. Okay. Like, why was I acting the way I was acting? 
And so she told me, she's like, from everything I've seen, you have signs of what I call borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I had no idea what the fuck it was. I did not go on Google because I didn't want to freak myself out. Mm-hmm. Time went by, I saw another doctor. The doctor said the same thing. It was about three doctors till they actually told me, like, you know what? You're diagnosed with this. Oh, shit. And <clears throat> it, was, it wasn't anything that I felt like I needed answers. It was more so, like what's going on how do i fix my mood like you're learning about yourself yeah Mm -hmm. and especially in your adolescent years it is probably one of the most critical times like getting a period is so critical like imagine getting something diagnosed to you yeah you know like it was very difficult but they didn't want to put me on like any treatment because i was still underage and they thought that they could do it with therapy and so we were, and I was going with her, but for the longest, I was very anti, like, meds. Like, I was like, I don't want to feel like a cuckoo. So time went by, and then I finally turned 21. I was in a relationship, and I realized that, I was like, what if I'm the problem? Like, what if I'm the reason why we can't uh, work out? Is this out? with... Yeah. This uh, my little ex, my little, 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 The ex with the bad, um, monster-in-law. Oh, I can't yeah. stand him. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, I did everything for him. It was like, let me fix this. Let me and it this. benefited you. And it benefited me, dude, but it was to a point where I was like, I'm still taking these meds, and we're having these issues. Oh, he was a, he was a problem. Yeah, for he sure. He was a problem. Anyway. I remember, like, crazy <laughs> shit happened, and then I left him. I was still taking my meds, and I felt so fucking sane. Yeah, I like I felt that. so leveled. It's because my, he was he was a narcy. He was so such a narcy. It was really fucked up Very because he opened. Yeah, um, he was a Sagittarius. You know what? Bitch. Yeah, I'm not even gonna <laughs> deny that we're super narcy. I've said it before, but like, um, I remember that like he knew like you opened up to him about that, which I thought was at the time Marlene. I'm very surprised she's opening up to you guys about this, but at the time like Marlene was obviously learning. Uh, this part of her life you know and so she was kind of more closed off about it I remember her telling me about it her telling you know uh, like her friends about it and him about oh, it and this was the weirdest yeah part and this color. motherfucker like uh, I remember me and Jasmine hated him because he wouldn't he <laughs> Jasmine, would take, my best friend yeah me. he would take advantage of her and like knew how to set her off and I would be like bro like this this it was like a click huh? yeah this this shit that Marlene is going through the mental um what is it called mental not disability it was like mental a breakdown like yeah an episode. It, it was really bad like he would push her to where she would like go like nuts and and i'm like bro like that is fucked up why would you take advantage of someone when you know that's literally something they cannot control and the crazy part is when they do it they make it seem like it's at your like best your fault interest. yeah yeah it's like you fucked up what he's telling you is the best thing for you it's such a sick and man. it was it was so so then anyway so you went to your therapist i remember yes. you also telling me that there's a difference between a therapist and a psychologist right uh, or a psychiatrist psychiatrist so, so you have your psychologist you have your psychiatrist so your psychiatrist um kind of takes care of your md like the medical part of you okay and where like what kind of things need to be doses to you like she was like before i put you like this is a process that's why i'm glad you brought up the whole thing about the social media because i know people who tell me like i have anxiety i have this and i'm like you There's can, more to this. You, yeah. you can acknowledge parts of your life when you get anxiety. That's very normal. The first thing my 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 uh, psychologist asked me was, what's going on in your life that's making you like this? And I was like, nothing. I'm so happy. I'm going to school. I'm working. I'm this. I, I don't know why I still feel like this. She's like, okay, that gives me a sign that it's a chemical balance. It has nothing to... Because when you have a stress in your life, mm-hmm. it will cause you a strain in your brain, mm-hmm. which is very normal. Mm-hmm. 
But when you have everything going right and you're still getting these strains in your brain, it's like, okay, it's something more than just stress. So what they do is they take you to a psychiatrist, which studies medicine, and they took my blood. They made sure everything, like, you know, if your liver's bad, do that. Their vitals, yeah, they know. If your liver's bad, that causes a strain in your brain. Like, it it goes deeper than what people think it is. Yeah. And so she, I remember my psychiatrist looking at my chart. She's like, you are one of the most healthiest patients I've seen, like, medical-wise, you know? But, like, everything else, it makes sense. So your psychiatrist, I'm going to tell everybody right here, right now, your psychiatrist don't give a I remember you, that bro. meme I sent you. I didn't understand it because you know I don't I don't go see therapy <laughs> or anything. But I'm like I feel like my will relate to it. She's like, bro, dead ass. My psychiatrist like I'll be telling her my feelings. She'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the meds. <laughs> That's how my psychiatrist is. And I was like, you know, I've just been feeling like this. And she's like, okay, so do you want to go up a dose or down a dose? And I'm like, bitch, you go up a dose. Like, but it makes sense. They're I mean they got their medical degree. Do their fucking doctors? Like to them, it's just chemical science and it is what it is psychiatrist anybody who studies like psychology or sociology like it goes deeper than what facts can give you so I started taking that and um you're right I wasn't very open with what I was having for like a good six years of my life I think was it because you didn't know exactly how to approach people with what you had you weren't like as educated on your own I think it had to do with my dating life. So people with um, borderline personality disorder tend to um, have this, they have addiction personalities. It's like another tendency. It doesn't mean you're like this, but it's a tendency. Some people are addicted to drugs. Some people are addicted to sex. Some people are addicted to gyms. We have addictive personalities. I don't know if you remember, but at the age 16, 17, 18, I was so addicted to the gym. Yes. Like, I couldn't stop Mm -hmm. fucking going. You wouldn't miss a day, bro. You would be, like, dead sick in bed, and you would get up. And and I would get up. Like, even the stairs and the sauna. And that's the thing. It's we have addictive personalities. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's one of those things where, like, it consumes your life. Anything that you feel so passionate about consumes your life, but... It, it isn't always in the most positive way. So I remember mm-hmm. when my dad looked at me and he was like, you, you look so skinny. What's mm-hmm. going on? And I was so mad. And I was like, why is he looking at me like that? Like, I fucking think I look fit. <laughs> and I finally came clean to my parents. And I was like, you know what, guys? When I was 16, I got diagnosed with this. I'm t- and my mom asked me, like, what are those medications for? And I told him and I yeah, came so to my t- So tell us about... Tell us about that first, and then, like, tell, I want you to tell them how you did tell our parents, because our parents are Mexican, and you know that oh. they are very, that they have no idea that mental, like, health, mental illness Depresión exists. es del diablo. Estás deprimida Está porque deprimida. estás en la cama. Ponte a trabajar. No trabajas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Literally. so, let's start off with that. You were put on medication. So how do yes. your, how do your meds work? Do you take them every day? I uh, take them every single night. I take uh, Lexapro, which is like formally known as an antidepressant, anti-anxiety. Okay, and that helps. And with... it helps with your depression and okay, your anxiety. Okay. So like if um, so I remember this one time I came home, and so when my social anxiety began. Mm-hmm. I remember when, I remember the first day it happened. I had a panic attack. I've only had one panic attack my whole entire life. And I never wish it upon my worst fucking enemy. It is the worst experience ever. After that, 
I began to get anxiety attacks. Like, I would get so anxious to fucking go to class, dude. I've been going to class every and day. And let's what just make happened? a little jokey joke about it. So one time, Arlen, myself, and Jasmine went to the mall. And she <laughs> did. Dude, it's, it's just like, you guys have to see the light and this, this shit, you know? And Patron had on these, like, um rubber shoes. <laughs> They're not rubber shoes, bitch. They're protecting for their paws. <laughs> They're fucking... They look like balloons. <laughs> they do look like balloons. Though. Anyway, Patron had these orange balloons on his feet. <laughs> because it was Corona. I was scared. <laughs> and Marlene's walking it. And this is, mind you, when she, I didn't know that she had social anxiety. She had told me that, like, she was starting to feel like this, but it wasn't this bad, right? And yeah. then, um... Yeah, it was... So that was your first out. time seeing yeah. it that bad. And she's like... <sighs> she starts sweating and i'm like what's up with you we were in line at macy's we were getting dad's uh birthday Uh, yeah and you're like (sighs) jasmine was just i just don't know what's going on right now and she starts sweating and then yeah jasmine jasmine's very calm with marlene like she's like she's very understanding with marlene in that in that sense and she's like (sighs) it's because everybody's looking at patron and nobody was looking at her fucking dog. But that's how it feels. Yeah, and then she, like, gives it to Jasmine. She's like, Jasmine, I, I can't do this. And I'm like, Marlene. And she's like, no! You know, I'm like, dude, nobody's looking at Patron. And she's like, I can't do this. And she just, like, walked out, left us in line. I had, we had to take everything. Patron was really, I mean, he's still a bad dog. But we had he wasn't to, like, that bad then. He was terrible. Oh, <laughs> so we had to be dealing with this dog that doesn't listen. And Marlon just like literally left, just left us. And that's when I realized like, that's when I realized like, all right. Because so I've heard of people yeah. talking about social anxiety. That's what I'm saying. The whole self-diagnosing. I'm like, bro, you don't have that shit. Like you need, if you feel something's wrong, go get it really checked out. But I figured out with Marlon because bro, she'll be like, it'll be something so simple and it'll be like a task for her like oh, when she's sure. going through social anxiety that's a perfect way to explain it so then that pill is for social anxiety and depression so i remember i one time i came home from i went to nike and i went to go try on some clothes <laughs> and i remember i was dating my ex at the time and i come out and he's like <laughs> fucking hate it because i do his mocking so i hate his mocking look. but he was like what's wrong with you you look like you just came out of a swimming pool and i was crying and i was like leave me the fuck alone like i was sweating for no like the ac's full-on blast everybody looks like they're cold jackets on and my ass is like you you get so sweaty bro and i remember i got home i cried to my mom and i was like something's wrong with me i can't stop sweating when i get anxious and she's Mm -hmm. like She's like, you know what, I believe in, because my mom's very spiritual, obviously you know that. Mom's very spiritual, but she's like, you know what, some things, when it comes to science, you Mm -hmm. can't fight the spiritual world. Like, it's science. Science Mm -hmm. is, we need more man-made. Right. So, I went, and then that's when I got my meds. I told my dad. I kind of, like, pulled him into so it. That's I told dad first. my parents. Yeah, okay. I told dad first. So I was like, hey, I'm taking this medication. And he was like, okay, you know, whatever works for you. <laughs> and then mom's like, wow. Like, I remember, like. So, the medications is different for everybody. Okay. It, you you can get hit within a week. You can get hit within six months. Like, oh, it's wow. very different. It's a variety. Everyone's different. And I remember... Why, it takes a while to wire that little brain out there. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> a little chemical balancing, balancing out. And Hannah, which is my mom, she was like, no, you did a 180. Like, you were like this, and then you were like... Phew. Yeah. Like, I remember mom yep. was like, please don't ever get out of those yeah. meds. Like... You know, like, one thing is, like, when it's working, it feels so good. Let me tell you that. But when you're tired of taking a pill every night, you want to just stop. 
like you it it gets to a point where you're like dude why do you get tired because you feel like it's it's like um it's dictating your life type of shit um okay so it's obviously a habit for me now but if i miss a day i'm like okay it's okay if i miss three nights my withdrawals are really bad like oh girl you don't gotta tell me no like my withdrawals are like like physically bad so i'll get up and i'll feel super and I'm not fuck anybody who's on Lexapro. Don't do this, but like for me, if I get up, I'll get really dizzy. Like if I'm high, and it doesn't feel. You get up? Good. What do you mean? Like You're if, very, oh, if like you stop out of and bed, then you just like, oh, if I stand shit. up from a chair, I'm like, dude, I feel super high. Like it's something that at this zoot point, it up, boot it up. I am zooted up, booted up at this point. <laughs> but like after two and a, almost three years, to the point where it's you realize that it's levitating your life and then you kind of feel like shit at the fact that you're dependent on a pill exactly you can't levitate your own life and you know what's so funny i remember when you did get on them like i said my parents it, it, and I don't blame my parents. It's a generational. They're they don't know about this shit. Oh, for you know. Sure, for sure. And I'm like, bro. And they're asking me, which I don't know anything about this. And I'm like, she's fine. Like, don't you see her oh, criminal justice? Yeah, I'm like, don't you see her changing? Like, it's better for her. And they're like, my mom's like, oh, yo see. Si. It's like it changed my life for the best. Dude. I'm did. not gonna lie, I'm not gonna deny it. It like, did. It, you know what? That's how um <clears throat> you and I started becoming closer because So you're saying I shouldn't get off these bitches? Hell, I was about to call no, up Mrs. Then, Diamond right now and no. be like, hey yo, zoom me down. And the thing is, you guys like <clears throat> I remember taking a, a court um a class when I was in school. It was called um mental health and policing and it it was a class where uh we um you dealt with mental patients mental patients yeah or like you know yeah in the criminal justice yeah because like a lot of times you know like police officers have to arrest people who are shout out to caesar because caesar just got punched by his first patient on the fucking (laughs) emt right so that's (laughs) how you gotta learn yeah see little things like that you have to deal and i remember one of the main things they told us was Whatever you do, do not tell someone, relax yeah, or calm, calm down, down because oh, it's a no. fucking trigger because when you're going through your episodes, you don't really know you're going through your episodes. So somebody tells you then they're like, what the fuck you mean? Calm down, bitch. I'm like, fine. I am like, calm. Yeah. yeah. So I remember when, chills, yeah, when you started so telling me that I, I have never one told Merlin like, chill the fuck out when I, I, I always knew. Like, Marlon did have a really bad attitude since she was little, and that's why we never got along. I always blame, like, that's why we laugh. It's the Taurus in her, but no, obviously, it's because she had this condition, you know? And, like, condition? <laughs> what is not it? broken. <laughs> so she, but the, what I love about Marlon is that she educates me. She's not just like, this is what I have, deal with it. Like, she'll randomly send me YouTube videos. <laughs> like, this is what it's like to have borderline. And I sit there and I watch it. And I'm like, wow, like, that makes sense. <laughs> I remember I watched um, um, a video on it on Vice, right? This girl had borderline. And I'm like, wow. Okay, like, yeah. I, but then I was like, Marlene, like, you guys have it. But you, why are you different in this aspect? I asked questions. Everyone's like, okay, I'm different because... I have more of a support system. If you notice, the girl's completely by herself. I'm like, true. You know, like, Marlene has taught me a lot. The one thing she taught me about Borderline that made me close to her is that they lack empathy. 
you and yeah marlene lacks hella empathy hence why we always say that our podcast might be controversial because it's not that it's it's not that i don't care it's that i'm very factual based so if i say a it's a and if b is marlene's mind over matter oh that way but so the thing was when she told me that i was very like okay cool like, now I know how to talk to her because sometimes, like, okay, um, I can't really use an example off the top of my head, but, like, I something would happen and I would be like, oh, my God, Marlene, can you believe this person did this to me? She'd be like, okay, and? And I'd be like, or no, or sometimes she would come home and be like, they got mad at this. Like, it's not even a big deal. And I'm like, okay, Marlene. I'll put it this way. How? Because <laughs> that's how it's we like, started getting along very it's well. It's like, I'm not trying to touch anybody's feelings right now, but it's, like, homelessness. I see it especially Uh, with what i study with what i study i'm like okay why are they homeless you know i'm very like okay i'll buy you a meal you want a beer i'll buy you a beer that's cool but you want something for something that you you grew up your whole life getting something and you didn't do anything with it that will piss me off yeah so marlene would be like well what's the difference why can't they get up we're all human and then i would be like marlene that's true, but we don't all have the same resources. You and I grew very blessed with two parents that if something happens to us, we can fall back on them. There are people who unfortunately didn't have that, that either grew up in the system, parents died. Sh- shit, life, is so, un- life is so unpredictable. You lose yeah. a job, you lose everything. Um, unfortunately, people I have agree. it. Yeah, that's so then really Marlene was like, oh, right, I get it. So that's how we learned how to communicate. Like sometimes I'll tell Marlene and she'll be super insensitive and then I'll be like, well, put it this way. And then I have to give her an example. And she's like, oh, shit, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's how her and I started getting along. Once I started uh, educating myself on her mental disorders, that we call it. I don't want to say wrong. Mental disorder. When I started educating myself, when I started learning how to talk to her. And like I said, I'm like, damn, like, this is just something she has to live with. And I have to live with. This is my sister. I accept it. I just have to figure out how to, like, talk to her. And yeah. it's and, and I was talking to your friend about it one time. And she's like, it just doesn't seem like a job to me. Because I know for some people, dealing with a person who has borderline is extremely hard. And Any disorder. Yeah, and, and disorder. her best friend was like, I just don't, it's not, a, it's not a fucking problem for me. I was like, it's not a problem either. But you just, like, there are people, like, well, it's not a problem because I've been with her my whole life. But if right. I if I came across somebody who was, like, a friend like this, it, it's, exhausting it's not for everybody. Friend, it is imagine. very exhausting. So yeah. that's why I tell her all the time, girl, you cannot let go of Melissa and Jasmine, bitch, because... <laughs> She always tells me, uh, she's like, uh, yeah. she's like, we are family. We don't got a choice. Yeah. But your homegirls, they're there because they I tell her that you. all the time. Like, bro, like, they love you because yeah, I would have sure. been dead. It is something that I just want to let anybody know that has borderline personality disorder. Any schizophrenia, mental disorder. Yeah. Uh, bipolarness, anything. Like, if you are on medication, if you continue your therapy, I know it gets fucking exhausting to go i know that every week and i know that every day you're taking these pills and it fucking annoys you and it's like why does it depend on you but it's like if it weren't these things were made by whoever wants to make them and for them making it is the reason why you're being sane whether it's a person whether it's a a friend anybody like I just want to let you know that you're not alone. Like, we, everybody goes to shit. I was just telling Dolson before we did the podcast, I was like, how the fuck do people mask their emotions? How the fuck do people do what they have to do for people who, like, you're in the public eye. But I'm like, I'm not scared to tell people 
what the fuck I go to. I'm not scared to tell people, like, hey, this is what I'm taking. This is what I'm doing. Like, everybody just, all of you guys, just push it. Push yeah, it, and I, it. Whether it's a person, a friend, a teacher, a fucking anybody, like, express yourself. And, and even if it's me or Dulce, like, go on the fucking page, like, I'll be there for she you. She could because, take you step by step on yeah, how it is that, that you can it's find hard. help. Because like I said, honestly, I, like that day where she gave me that example of how you felt that day is how I feel every day. I got so quiet. I'm like, oh my God, I would fucking go crazy if I had to feel like this all the time. This is just mm-hmm. a short chapter in my life that I'm going through and I'm going to get over it. But if this is something that I had to deal with my whole life. So like I said, like she was saying, get your help, you guys. Don't be afraid to reach out. And for family members of people with mental, with mental, like, Just health be issues. Just open to your yeah. friend. Like, if your friend's being weird or little, like, dude, if you have that one friend that's like, dude, she's so bipolar. Like, one hour we're like this one. Like, maybe your friend's not bipolar. Maybe she's going through more and she doesn't know. Maybe she's not going through anything and she doesn't know. And like, I think find the right time to talk to the person if you feel like something's off. Because you can't. It's, it's not like she's going to, like, you guys are going to find and be like, damn, maybe you have you know bipolar no find it a time like hey dude like you know i've been noticing this and this like when you guys are on good terms you know with marlam there's times where i fucking know she's off her meds and i, and I get timid yeah she, and i get timid to ask her are you off your meds because when she's fucking raging i'm like i'm not gonna say shit <laughs> and then when she's calm i'm like bro have you been taking your meds and she'd be like no why and i'm like maybe you should because you i've should. noticed yeah, that you've been I've, a little I've, bit <clears throat> i'm guilty of saying i've i've gone off a week and I'll tell you right now, it's it's not a good feeling. I don't make my family members happy. I don't make myself happy. I don't make my friends happy. And everything I want to do in life is just, like, happiness, you know? So it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, everybody suffers through, everybody suffers through mental illnesses. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Whether, whether it's a stress that's causing you to act a certain way. You know, Tony, I was telling Marlon that, too, because I found out... And I can't really say I have this because I have not been diagnosed with it, but there's something that's been going on in my life for years. And Marlene, and Marlene who knows a lot about, like, mental... I did not see this Yeah, Marlene, who knows ever. a lot about mental health, like, she's like, bro, you have this and this. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because, like I said, I have not diagnosed, so I might not even have that. But it's something we've been noticing. And this morning, like, I told her about, like, a <laughs> she little... She sent me a I whole a picture joke, right, about it. Like, and she was like, she's like, bro, that's not funny. Like, how do you live with this? How did I not notice you had this for years and i'm like straight up because i was like i'm so smart that my mental illness yeah i was like to me it's background noise i can live with it i know how to live with it i forget that it's there that this shit happens to me as opposed to marlene this shit marlene's like nah i'd be screaming in my (laughs) my bbd be screaming yelling (laughs) all the things we could do but I know we got into this shit hella fast, yeah. but we can wrap up, bro. <laughs> what did you do this weekend? Oh, shit, this weekend. Um, so, unfortunately, my my bebes was kind of sick this weekend, you guys. He yeah, he got sick. <clears throat> I noticed, like, Thursday had a little bit of a cough. It wasn't that bad, but then Thursday night it got terrible. Little so I ended Felix up, got yeah, sick. So, I ended up taking him to the hospital, and I guess there's something going around. Thankfully, he didn't have RSV or COVID or anything. Um, <clears throat> they told me I just had to write it out. And I did. I gave him a lot. I know you moms know this trick. And if you don't, if you don't have a humidifier, it's good to just turn on the bath water and let it, the steam. It's so good. Honestly, that helped. That's what like got him up. So I had like restless nights. Then Sunday for Easter, um, Dom ended up going to his dad's house. Um, Cause Saturday my cousins had a big Easter party and I couldn't attend because my babies was Bro, sick. So Dom I went with Marlon. I didn't know. I didn't know they had a party. 
Yeah, it was a party, girl. It was a function. My I cousins told, don't play. No, I told Adriana, I was like, dude, I thought this was like a little get together with cousins. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think I made you an invitation? And I was like, no, you told us, be here on Saturday. No, yeah, they threw a function. So I had Dom go to Merlin. And then Sunday, Dom went with his dad. I was like, you know what? Let him spend it with his dad. And because I wasn't going to plan on doing anything. But Brian woke up so good. He didn't cough all night. So I ended up going out to Long Beach with my homegirl Maddie. She had like family friends. Girl, it was a fucking vibe. We was drinking, vibing, looking for huevos. And then I ended up the night with some huevos in my basket. <laughs> so who's this huevo in your basket? Um, She's giving me the eyes, guys. That's none of y'all business. Um, no, I just have one question. Is what? it the same man that took your virginity? It is. I know. Oh, wow. No, you know what? I'm a little happy because it's like. I just didn't want to hoe around. Like, that's not what I did. That's not why I did what I did. You said it from like before, like you need a connection or some sort of conversation or some sort of I just vibe with him. Like, okay, guys, that's mainly the reason that I ended up. Wait, so hold on. Let me ask you a question. So what even made you want to go celibate? Because, you know, like a little shorty like dick here and there. Um, to be honest, I really had no choice but to go celibate. I basically broke up with my son's dad while I was pregnant and I'm not, I'm sorry. I don't mean to knock anybody's hustle because I know that there are girls out there who find love while they're pregnant and there's some girls who just can't give up dick and go have sex with other people while they're pregnant, but that's just not in me. Like I would not have sex with another man's with another man while I have another man's baby in me. I feel like that's just so disrespectful. To whom? The baby? Yeah, like, I don't know just, what's going on. <laughs> I know, but I just feel like, dude, like, you know me, I'm all about, like, soul ties and all that. And people have, like, very bad juju to them, dude. That's actually very true. And that's you're entering really my point. body. And when, when I'm pregnant, I like, I believe that when women are pregnant, they're, like, sacred. They're, like, in it, like so pure like they're growing somebody inside them and then you're just gonna let another ma- i don't know and it, it, sorry not sorry it's kind of trashy it's very trashy actually and i had a lot of people tell me like oh well he's doing it why don't you do it like bitch what the fuck because bitch what the fuck yeah dude i, I you know and so that kind of plays into the whole why i became celibate if i'm being honest with you like i was not over my baby daddy while i was pregnant and after i had my son I mean, even if he did me so dirty, I was still in love with him. And then I just knew in my heart, because I've gone through the whole phase. Like, I've gone through the whole phase when I left my oldest son's my oldest son's dad. But that was different. Like, I left him and I didn't love him. So I was ready to, like, yeah, for pop sure. it, makes, you know? Yeah, and then sense. this time I was kind of forced to leave the person. I was really hurt. It was, like, the most toxic relationship I ever had been through. And I just knew that I knew I wasn't, like, ready to go have sex and sleep around and have fun i was gonna be depressed i was gonna probably go sleep with somebody for what to to get back at my bd and it was not even to get back at him it was just gonna make me feel worthless like i just and like i said i was in a really toxic relationship so i had a lot of like work to do on myself yeah that makes sense i feel like i feel like the way you're saying it like you're so pure when you're pregnant and stuff and like just being with other people like back to back when it doesn't mean shit to you can make you feel a little bit low so yeah and okay and forget like the fact that i was pregnant because i had the baby i broke up with him when i was seven months pregnant so i was pregnant what like another three months and then i mean i could have been doing whatever i wanted but i was just in a super vulnerable state like when you're hooking up with people 
it doesn't always go how you want it like sometimes it's just a hookup and the person's not gonna text you all the all the time what if i would have become clingy because i was so like i had such yeah low self-esteem and then this person wasn't texting me back and i would have been like oh my god you know what i mean i took a lot of time to myself to be honest i did a lot of self-reflecting at that time self-healing and it kind of goes back to how a lot of people reach out to me and they're like how can i get over my baby daddy how did you do it how did you leave him it's so cliche but time heals all Mm -hmm. it's and not only for baby daddies for any toxic long relationship you've been in i hate it when people would tell me time heals all but it really does you cannot like press fast forward on the healing process of a toxic relationship you can't you're gonna go through highs you're gonna go through lows you're gonna go through moments where you feel amazing about yourself you're gonna go through moments where you doubt yourself like it's all like a process so how was i supposed to go through this process while sleeping around with random men obviously yeah obviously it was gonna gonna get me absolutely nowhere i had a lot of offers like i'm not gonna lie shit even while i was pregnant i felt the most beautiful when i was pregnant i got hit on so much do you remember that time in hollywood (laughs) oh yeah when we were walking down the strip yeah some guy came up to me i was nine months pregnant and then and i went to walk because i wanted to get this baby out of me i thought he was gonna hit on me (laughs) yeah and he comes up to me he's like it takes he's like bro it took me a lot to do this and don't think i'm like a weird perp but you are just the most beautiful like woman i've ever seen remember and marlon was glowing marlon was like what the fuck i'm the one that should be getting hit on i remember (laughs) and like i just and then after i had baby like i i felt i'm gonna be honest i felt like i bounced back i still feel so good i feel like the baby put on that good baby weight and i was like (laughs) and like but still so what i wanted to do is i wanted to be secure by myself i didn't want to just go with some nasty ass random you know i couldn't be with a person like that and Look what happened. I ended up losing my celibacy virginity to somebody extremely worth it, dude. And now it's like, I'm so comfortable and I love myself so much. Because while I was with my ex, like, he cheated on me so much. And and they were crackheads. They were literally crackheads. And I still was doubting myself, you know? And now that I'm like, bitch, it was not me. Like, you were dealing with crackheads because you're a crackhead yourself. Like... Now that I know it was not me and I'm so secure about myself, oh, girl, let crack me just say the crack. I just Don't look, ha- kids. Crack kill. Yeah, I just be having so much fun. And I really do recommend. And celibacy is hard. Let me tell y'all, son. That shit is hard. I feel like it's it's hard until you surpass the time. Uh-huh. And then it's almost like you don't know who you're going to give it to. And then it's like, mm. now it's so hard to see, like, are they worth, like, my golden vagina? That's vagine? literally how it was. At first, I was like, bro, like, my, my pussy was talking to me, like, girl, give me some, you know, I'm hungry. And then after that, Bitch, what? like, my pussy was literally talking to me, like, girl, I need something. You're and then after that, I kind of was like, you just, sex just doesn't become part of your life. You don't even know yeah. what the hell that, like, it just, you just don't think about it like that. I mean, I do. Now, yeah, now that I'm sex but i'll be at work like having sex flashbacks and i'm like oh my god i forgot about this like do these people know what i'm thinking about oh my god you know but when you're celibate that shit don't even cross your mind and like i said i think it's also because you were healing too so your main focus was to like better yourself it wasn't to go and like hop on the next yeah so definitely if you're going through healing process celibacy i recommend it hella like i said it's gonna be hard but once you and then also the penises have to be pretty okay Marlene, yes. i just feel like and they should also, be like yeah. once you get through that 
you once you pass that moment of like oh my god like i want to have sex when you're just like okay it doesn't matter then you start getting you, your self-worth goes so high y'all that you don't want to fuck with just anybody i don't i don't give a fuck like anybody because like i was dealing with some guys that would just say stupid stuff and i'm like ill and i just want to talk to them as opposed to you sometimes feel like you need validation from a man when your self-worth is so low like you f- you want this man to tell you you're pretty and give you attention when your self-worth is really low when it's not you don't give a fuck because you know right, what right, you are right. you know yeah you that's are. how i feel about like when you're in a relationship like with a boyfriend too like it's not that you don't know your value but it doesn't hurt to get that little boost of the of a of, of a male and then my biggest i guess recommendation would be through the healing process um that got me through it and i haven't done it lately because i've been feeling so good about myself but i do want to do it oh, i she's still want to continue is journaling journaling mm. helped me so much guys because i feel like when you're going through a really hard time in your life you don't want to talk about your feelings out loud because you're kind of embarrassed of the way you're feeling you know because you're at a, such a low point in your life you don't want to say out loud how you feel yeah no that makes because sense. you're kind of embarrassed in a way even if you're just saying it in your head it's a little bit embarrassing yeah. or to, even if you're like alone be, in the yeah, room vulnerable to yourself but journaling when you're writing down your feelings it helped me so much because like i said healing process you go through your highs you go through your lows so when i was really high and i would hit low and i felt like i'm be honest like i would probably want to text my baby daddy and be like fuck i just want to get back with him i would go back in my journal and read like how he made me feel and shit i went through and i would be like fuck that why am i gonna take 10 steps back Mm -hmm. you're gonna have and even through the healing process you're gonna have your days where you fall back i remember there would be times this is so embarrassing i can't believe i'm telling you the guys this but i would get really drunk and cry to him right remember i would text him crying and then i would wake up regretting it and embarrassed and then later on i kind of like when i would get through that moment of like weakness I would go read, like, damn, he made me feel like this. What the fuck? Fuck him. I don't want to talk to him, you know? Because yeah, you don't want to go back to that No, you don't. And, it's, and it's hard. It's hard breaking the cycle. It's hard those moments where you're alone and you just want miss the person and you just want to give in. But get through them. It's li- You know, I was actually listening to this podcast and this, like, professional was talking about how when we go through a breakup, our brain gives out the same waves as when a person is going through withdrawals of heroin makes sense so that is why when you are breaking up with somebody you want to text them and you have this urge of like i want to talk to them i need yeah it's because it's literally it's literally yeah that's what it is but just like a fiend when they go through rehab they have to stick it out like you're gonna have to go through that really hard withdrawal to finally let go and be released and i recommend if you don't have kids because unfortunately when you have kids it's kind of hard to do to do this but go no contact and when i mean no contact i mean no fucking contact block yeah. them on everything everything block them on everything don't look at their social media because what the fuck are you looking at their social media for who cares what they're doing you know what this person said that was so fucking smart marlon he was like what are you gonna go look at their social media to see if they're doing worse? One thing about a person, they're never gonna post the bad on social media. Obviously. So you're never gonna see your ex doing bad on social media. So yeah. what are you gonna go look at? Oh uh, no, some crazy guys will post like uh, crying, to get attention. But, but honestly, for yeah. the most part, what guy's gonna be like, yeah, God, yeah, I had yeah. a shitty day today. No, they'll go <laughs> tell you that. But they're gonna be posting then with the homies, then with some bitches, then with the money, but they're not telling you that's their mama's rent money. Like, you know, no, it, it does make sense. Yeah, no one's really So that was like that. the best advice when he said that i personally stopped looking at my ex social media a long time ago because it would literally like 
I wanted to kill myself. But um, I already knew that. Like, don't. Don't go look at them. Stop looking at what the people around him are doing. Try and, like, distance yourself from them. No contact is literally the best way to go. And if you have kids, I would recommend maybe having a middle person to do the communication for a little bit. Because ex exes will hold on to yeah. the kids to try and get you back i'll tell you that, that much. is true i feel like a lot of people do that they hold their children ransom yeah dude hell yeah dude like uh, i used to uh, i don't know oh. but i mean i just feel like celibacy is one of those things where i feel like if you're going through a breakup or or if you just want to take your time to yourself i think it's important you know like you know give your punani some self-love you know give yourself and your punani some self-love girls like you don't even you don't even notice the trauma you go through when you're in toxic relationships you really don't until you're left alone with all your yoni fucking, goes through yeah. those fucking not only your pussy trauma. like your head like literally your mental health goes through like your mind goes through so fucking much when you're in a toxic relationship and then when you're just left alone to deal with all this trauma you're like what the fuck is going on you I don't know, how, how this, has this ever happened to you when you got out of your toxic relationship? Like, I'll sit there and I'll think of things I allowed and I fucking cringe. Oh, I see it. Um, I You know, I never saw it, but I saw it after I spoke to my ex and he was, like, crying about how, like... <laughs> so before he would cry and it would work on you. Yeah, and then this time it was the most irrelevant conversation and he cried about how proud he was of me. And I couldn't help but to cringe because that was his narcissistic ways to get to me. Just cry and, like, talk about, like, oh, my gosh, like, like you're too good for me. Or, like, I don't deserve you. And it's like, no, you do deserve me. Like, nah, nah, nah. That's what he wanted you to say. Yeah. yeah. And, and you it, were like, And bitch. back then it was, so, like, so it worked. And then this time I'm like, bro, this is cringe. Like, pull yourself together you know like mocos coming out and everything that's just not cute dude you know what i would cr- i cringed at uh, and i'm gonna share this because i have so many girls that are like oh like i admire you because you're you're like you think so high of yourself no you girls want to know how bad my self-esteem was that at one point i knew my ex and i know a lot of people could really this. i knew my ex was fucking other people so when he would take out his phone i would look the other way I never once, yeah, dude, always, if you were in the bed, he was driving, as soon as he would take out his phone, I would look the other way, because I just was not trying to see who he was texting. Damn, dude, no, I'd be telling, I'd be telling Ivan, like, who texted us, babe? I was down bad, oh my gosh, one time, this was terrible, like, I was down bad, that's why, that's, I'm telling you, having time to yourself and reflecting on all this will make you never put up with this shit again mm-hmm. i was fucking pregnant bro and i called him to bring me tacos and he brought me tacos mm-hmm. and he had fucking makeup on his pro club and i was like oh is that and i it was gosh. i know it was in my makeup because he had just gone into my house and i had just gone out of the shower i was like is that makeup on your shirt listen to this listen to this fucking crazy narcissist L- listen to how he switched this on me because my pregnancy i was crazy but i had every reason to be crazy so I'm like, is that fucking makeup on your shirt, dude? And he was like, dulce. Like, it's because it's an old shirt, bro. I just got it out of my hamper. And I was like, how old can it be? I'm literally seven. Oh, hold on, dude. And then he goes, you're really going to start a fight? Don't kill the night, all right? I brought you your tacos. Don't kill the night. Like, stop <laughs> being like that. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to kill the night. And eat my fucking tacos. 
Oh my god, I think about stuff like Hell that. Hell no, dude. I'd throw the tacos right then and there. Uh-uh. Yeah, dude. No, I can't. I can't. I would not put up with shit like that. Hell no. Like, but there was shit that you would, everybody's different. There was shit that you would put up that you were, that you're like, now nah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, for I, sure, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. hell no. I put up, I got stories no. for days, girl. Stories for days. No. Even recently, he tried to be narcissistic with me and it cracks me up. He had a bitch send me money for the baby. I don't care. I'm going to say that. He had a bitch send me money for the baby. And I fucking went crazy. Like, why are you giving this bitch my fucking information to send me money? Yeah. No, for it's sure. It's just a customer. All right? It's one of my customers. I'm like, so you're trusting a random bitch with money? To a send- random meth oh, head? Oh, my God. Dude, they're all meth heads. I, I'm convinced. Sick in the head. Meth- Sick in the methies. fucking head. We'll call them methies. Weasels. <laughs> Weasels so and methies. meth heads. I seriously can't. But honestly, like I said, take fucking time to yourself reflect on all that yeah kind of make a joke out of it sometimes don't take life so serious it's okay to cry it's okay to get mad it's okay to fucking laugh at how dumb you were but never allow that again i know i will never allow any disrespect like this if any guy that i was to take serious or unserious was to treat me some type of way talk to me some type of way this is the good part about being alone for so long that you learn that you're okay alone and you don't need anybody yeah yep yep i was gonna say that i feel like one of those things is when you're going through um, shit like that, you have to remind yourself that you were okay when you went through it. You survived it. So, like, regardless of a person hooking up with you and it doesn't mean anything or does mean something, you, you shouldn't you allow yeah. You shouldn't allow any disrespect from, from anybody. You mm-hmm. know, like, respect is given. And it should just be that. And if somebody disrespects you, especially if, like, you don't have common grounds with each other, you know, like if he's telling you one thing and then it's another thing and then you get, you're trying to figure it out. Like he, the respect should at least be there. And, you know, don't lower. I can't say this enough. Don't lower your standards for anybody. If you go into something saying I want this, this and this and that person's not meeting one of those standards, don't. If as soon as you start going, well, it's OK if they lack it here because no. they leave they, now. They, yeah. Don't start doing that because that's how it starts. Then they start lacking in other departments and then you start being okay with it. Like, you get. You know what? That's actually very true. Like, I feel like sometimes I can put up with some stuff from different people in my life and. I realize when I start letting shit slide, it beca- it's like a it's like a slippery slope effect, you know? Like it's like an avalanche. It just it's one thing and then the other thing and then the other thing and then because you overlooked one the first thing, you're now in this mudslide of like other shit, you know? And you should t- say from the beginning like I don't I'm not putting up with this, you know? You get one chance, one forgive and then after that it's, it's no go cuz it becomes a fucking a cycle, dude, and you don't get out of it. You just don't it, or it's so hard to get out of it, you know? Better good to cut the snake's head off now than, you know, than have him sizzle around later on, you know? Because people are snakes out here. I've been dealt with hella slithery, slopey fucking snakes. Dude, so guess what? What? I was at my tia's house today with my mom and, you know, like, tia's and mom's. Cuando empiezan con el chisme. I remember when I was a little girl, dude, I would be, like, hella chismosa. <laughs> and they'd be like, que ves? like to shut the fuck up but like you know i'm an adult now so i can join the conversation so i guess we were talking about my little cousin she is a ninth grader now oh so you know she's in high school whatever and i guess there was a fight at school because um some guy went to go pull down some girl's shirt right (gasps) and like kind of grabbed her boobs so she went to go tell her homies and her homies beat the 
fuck out of this guy but i guess they beat him so bad he's in the hospital and obviously you know nowadays everybody records everything so they recorded him and my, and my little cousin comes out in the video like everybody was sending me that <laughs> so, so my cousin was tripping because they started going because since the kids in the hospital the cops had to get involved obviously. so the cops started going to the like some kids anybody that, in the surveillance yeah anybody in the video and so my cousin's like tripping like mommy van a venir a mi casa and my tia's like tu no digas nada <laughs> Tú no sabes nada, nomás estabas parada allí. And it just took me back to fucking... Bro, ain't no snitches in this house. And dude, that kind of made me think, like, it fucking sucks. Because, okay, back then, yeah, we would record too, but we would record on our pixelated-ass phones. You remember Or how? not even, like, um the iPods. That's what I'm remember saying. Remember the iPods with the cameras? And even then, so shitty, dude. Like, it was <laughs> just like, all pixels. <laughs> like, everybody. But we swear we could see who was getting down and who <laughs> and got who their ass beat. Like, no. And I was just thinking about it, dude. I'm like, dude, I... I loved fights in fucking high school they were the best remember uh well i'll put it this way when i went to heart everybody was a pussy like and i don't care the people who hear me from heart that's why i left heart because everybody just talks that's why i left nobody they they don't do anything besides talk like they're all pussies literally like got something to say let's let's fight it out when i went to golden valley bro first week of school third day i was coming out of i was coming out of the student store and straight up just a rumble just started happening and it was fight after fight after fight and the crazy part is when they were done fighting like nothing like nothing dude, happened so I they went, squashed yeah, it i went to um junior high i went to like a different junior high and i was supposed to go to heart for high school but i ended up going to like this advanced school because i was smart but i ended up just getting into a lot of fights there too and so i ended up getting kicked out because i had every right to fight the girl opened my bathroom stall she said sorry but bitch be careful don't be sorry be careful when was this okay, i'll tell you after her name because i don't want to get so she opened okay. this so we got into a fight and then like i had already been acting up at school so they didn't fucking kick me out then they told me like oh you're gonna go to heart i was like you sent me to heart i'm gonna get down the first week i'm letting y'all know right now because i used to be picked on hella in junior high bro i was picked on and i didn't know i had it in me so then when i went to like you know high school I was like that i could fight and then i told them i was like i'm gonna go there i got hands for everybody who ever said nothing <laughs> like on goddess on site and they're like all right right we're not gonna put her in heart <laughs> so i didn't end up going to heart went to another high school and do it the back i went i went in the mb writers mc magic era when like you know everybody wore crunchy hair and it was it kind of sucked because old. all right and it kind of at the time too it had mucho like um a lot of separation of black people and mexicans to be honest at my school i remember that i don't know why for a little bit and then it like kind of went away like yeah but it, i do remember that maybe because of the older cats because they were still in that yeah era. maybe dude yeah. it did suck um but dude I remember this one girl, shout out to her, her name was Hema, like, Hema, like, she was my friend since third grade, okay, and Hema could get down, and she was so little, she was like me, but maybe even smaller, but she was like a chihuahua, Hema era bien brava, dude, and there was these two girls, we used to call them the Marias, because their names were Maria, and these bitches could fight, like, they were known for fighting in school, like, they would fight everybody, it was on set, they would those Marias. the Marias would fight teachers, like, Marias what? did it, they were crazy, so I remember one time, I guess, they were like talking shit to Hema, and Hema's like, alright, we're gonna get down, and I just remember thinking like them him was gonna get her shit rock like maria kafai it was one of the maria maria kafai the maria Kafai. yeah but she was winning one maria so i see him and maria just boom boom start going at it dude and Hema was beating Maria's ass, but there was, was there a lot of crowd yeah hell yeah there's a crowd dude and then i just see at one point like um 
Maria threw Hema on the floor, and I'm like, fuck, she got yeah. her. And then Hema did this, like... <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? As soon as you see somebody hit the floor and flip, you're like, fuck, yeah. done. I'm like, fuck, Hema's good. And like I said, she wasn't... Hema was like a really good friend, but she wasn't like somebody I would jump in for, you know? So I'm just like, damn, Hema's gonna get her ass beat. And then I just see Hema do like a weird, like, <laughs> demonic thing. <laughs> Fish should have been in gymnastics because she did this like weird flip or, she, or wrestling. A wrestling. She ended team. up on her both her feet and fucked Maria up, and then she gets up and they just like, "All right, girl, no more beef." <laughs> I remember them saying that. So that's and funny. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. No, high school fights. I think they're definitely crazy. They, they. I feel like. When you watch him, you just like you're looking at Dude, the everything last happened. fight I had, but it wasn't really a fight. No, we didn't end up getting down. But this is like the last time I almost got into fight, but I didn't because it was literally my last week of senior year, and I'm like, bitch, I am not about to lose my senior privileges because of you. So there was this girl that I still don't like to this day. Fuck her, ugly bitch, fucking cross-eyed hoe. And like I was talking shit about her. Like, gave it out. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I was talking shit about her for no reason. Like I was just. I was talking about how. Wait, there's two cross-eyed hoes. We don't you're like. gonna know who I'm talking about right now. Yeah. I would just like make up shit like her boyfriend doesn't even love her he just uses her for her car <laughs> i was reckless you guys so i remember she came up to me mad because i mean who would who wouldn't be mad at that and she was like you want to talk all this shit to say you want to talk all this shit about my boyfriend and i was like dude i pulled out my phone all slick and i was like hey what's up mom like pretending to talk to my mom while she's talking shit to me like and she's like you're so disrespectful i'm talking to you and i'm like girl I'm on the phone. <laughs> she got so mad. You got You're being me. silly. Dude, I was, just being, being silly. I was being so mean in the bitch. Just a fucking love. Oh, I used to love high school. Fights, I loved dude. high school, dude. I remember, you know, if I could go back, if I could go back, you know. Well, the thing is, the reason I, I never really fought at GB, A, was because nobody actually came up to me to want to fight. And B, I already had previously, technically you know, been arrested for fighting, and they told me, like... That was fun. It was... We'll talk about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad to, like, you know, you can't fight. So, like, you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. So I was always timid about that, but I was always, like, you know... Like, if I could go back, I'd be like, who gives a fuck? You were underage. Nothing matters when you're underage. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. So As long as I, you're not putting somebody in the hospital. <laughs> of course. Or jumping, you know? But, like, for the most part, like, I, I remember, like... This one time, this kid... So, I used to have, like, anger management passes. So, like, in class, if I got angry, I was allowed to leave the class. Especially in math class. I had extra ones in there because I hated math. And I remember, dude, we we had um, a student teacher. Like, you know, those little student teachers that try to teach. And this guy was so awkward. And we were in class, and this kid, he had been annoying me the whole period class. We went to the library to get, like, whiteboards, some bullshit. We were walking back, and he was saying stuff on the way to the library. And I was like, dude, you're annoying. He was ninth grader. And I think I was a junior. And I was going through a lot, you know. I had just broken up with my little uh, high school little boyfriend. And I was just, like, just mad. And I was working out a lot, too. (laughs) And I remember we had the whiteboards, and he wrote, bitch on it and uh, put an arrow but i like, couldn't see him because he was behind he was next to me behind me so i couldn't see and my friend jay was like "Ooh, girl he just called you a bitch look it and i turned around and i was like 
And I was like, you know, I'm going to use my anger pass. So I got up, (laughs) stormed out, and I'm out there like, God, give me all the power right now to just not go back in there, you know, not do anything stupid. And I remember I walked back in. I go up to him and I'm like, the next time you, it made no sense what I said, but it made sense in my head. I was like, the next time you want to see a bitch, I'm going to show you one. And I just socked him so hard, dude, his cabecita hit the wall. (laughs) And the student teacher was like, guys, guys, please, please. And he was so awkward. And I was like, nah, I'm pissed. And everybody was like, ooh, like everybody in class saw it, dude. And then there goes my teacher and she comes out for me and she's like, hey, like, She's like, what happened? You were doing so good this semester. Like, what's going on? And she's like, you know, I have to report you. And I was like, yeah, it's report cool. Report it. No, dude. But the vice principal was really cool with me, so I just stayed. I remember, okay, I remember seeing a student get down with a teacher one time. Okay, so this was. How is that even uh, Okay, legal? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> How do you do that as a, prof- so, like, as a teacher? This was honestly my favorite class. And shout out to everybody who was in that class with me. I still have videos of this <laughs> So it was it was senior year. It was Mr. Gomez. He was our English teacher, and we used to just like to mess with him for no reason, guys. Like we it's would okay, we so literally true. we were bad. So we took out the light bulbs from his class, <laughs> from his classroom one day, so there was no light in class. <laughs> one day dude i printed a picture of me and my homie skylar and uh we took out he had like a frame of his family (laughs) i put the picture of me and skylar he didn't notice for a month (laughs) one time i put hot glue like i mean uh cola loca how do you say uh like basically yeah crazy glue on his mouse so he wasn't able to use his computer mouse you guys were so then i remember there was this one book called I I don't remember what it was, but it was about this monster. And so for extra credit, he he had us draw a monster and people were drawing penis. (laughs) (laughs) Penis monsters. And they were all over his classroom and he had no idea. Oh, he didn't know they were penis. Oh, it's like when you make a figure out of a penis. (laughs) And then he started stealing. We started stealing his posters, so his classroom was completely empty. Then we all started doing this thing where after every sentence, this is bad, after every sentence we would clap, like, good job, good job. We were just annoying. So one day this guy, like, um, he was always faded, I remember, and... He he (laughs) just pictured the teacher being so annoying. Yeah, he was so done with us. Um... He, this guy, like, um, I think the teacher lost his homework or something, and that made him go, like, it was, like, a really big, like, classwork that it, it made his grade drop super low, and like uh-huh. I said, it was his senior year, so it really affected him, and he's like, but I gave you the homework, like, he was fighting with him, and this guy, like, I'm telling you, he was the only one that was not a troublemaker, he was such a pothead, like, we would be doing all this random shit, and he would just be in the corner, and so, he's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna deal with this. Like, the teacher was so old, like, you know, he's like, I'm not gonna deal with this shit. And he's like, bro, but my homework, like, he was so frustrated. Like, I could tell he really turned in his homework because this guy was, like, on the verge of crying, right? And he's like, get out of my classroom. And he kind of grabs him by his shoulder to get him out. He's like, don't fucking touch me. And he starts oh going, like, God. swinging backwards. <laughs> and everybody in class is like, what's going on? So, he had to call, like, the supervisors to come get him no what are they called is that what they're called supervisors yeah the supervisor had to come get him and this guy was so mad he's like fuck you and goes out of the classroom thinking he's gonna slam the (laughs) door at him but those it's like one of those doors that (laughs) goes slow slow, so he didn't slap anything we were all just watching him 
Like, Dude, awkwardly. No, they're crazy. Like, high school fights are insane. But I wouldn't fight a teacher, I mean. I heard about this one student throwing a book at the teacher, but, like, I'm like, teachers have to have patience, bro, because yeah, you're dealing with a high bunch school. of menaces. Like, they're going through puberty, hormones, the hormones, yeah. like, the rage, you know, and then you see, like, these, like, I, I, you know, back then when, I mean, I had a boyfriend my senior year, which a lot of bitches hated me for. <laughs> and um period i remember like you know we were i mean i was a virgin he was a virgin no uh, he was not he wasn't a virgin Poor. actually but um you know we were just like little virgins and you know your hormones are so raging at that age like just a small touch and you're like just horny dude mm-hmm. and i remember like we you know we would just kiss here and there we weren't really like pda but i remember seeing other couples be all up on each other and like you just see it at that age you're like okay they're just making out whatever being gross but as an adult now when i see people younger than me making out like that it makes me so uncomfortable that i'm like i can't why were picture- we doing that as teenagers yes dude. like why would we put a adults do and they would always be like hey, hey, hey like no freaking you know what i started being a little i can't even call it a hope because i was a virgin my whole high school experience until like the last couple months of my senior year but <clears throat> i remember in 10th grade i went to summer school and i came across these guys who they were actually oh my god i'll never forget these guys okay so i was at the bus stop and they all come up to me they're being really funny like listen to this you guys like fuck them for this they're being really funny me and my friend are like hee hee giggling because they were funny as guys and then you know we have to go put our dollar in to get into the bus because we didn't have like tap cards back then like you had to put in a dollar to get on the bus yeah <laughs> and my homegirl goes in her wallet and she's like and mind you this friend of mine she always had money her parents always gave her money and she's like don't say it. let me borrow a dollar real quick like she said it so fast <clears throat> i was like yeah bitch i got you so i go in there i gave her my dollar <laughs> and she goes she's like dude i had 40 dollars in my bag like i don't have I don't know where they I literally just had them. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was the guys. So it turns out that these guys were a group. It was like four or five of them. They were a group of foster kids. Uh-huh. And I ended up getting really close with them. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole hooking up. I ended up hooking up with one of them. Like, they snuck me into their foster home one time. And then their foster mom came home. And they were not. It was like, it wasn't really a foster home. It was a group home type of thing. And yeah. they were not allowed to have girls over. So we had to jump like out of a two-story like house dude it was terrible but they ended up telling me that oh like because we became cool you know they ended up apologizing to my friend and stuff but they're like you know we do this for a living right and i was like why he's like one of us makes the girls laugh while the other one looks through her purse and just takes out all the money oh my god and they were doing it all the summer like after we became friends i would just i could see them now from my peripherals doing it to a bunch of girls and they were good looking so all the girls were like you know these bad boys and like "Ah, and then look in their purse and all their money was missing dude that's fucked they were up. bad kids they were bad kids i i wish i remember fucking menaces dude dude one of i his name was chance chance if you're hearing this he ended up moving to whittier please hit me up i was so in love with chance he was like a cholito and everything but i'm telling you they were foster kids so they were jumping from school to schools they were never like oh, stable shit. like okay, that so you so. never really like saw him like that other than summer school yeah just in summer school and then he made one time on facebook and then like and I they mean, were the jerkers no they were jerk dude they would jerk in the middle of the street <laughs> and stop traffic like i remember one time they were just jerking in the middle of the street high as hell and everybody was like get out of the way and they were like just they had the skinny zebra pants you remember oh, like that era cringe i have so many i was just like talking to melissa about that i was like it's funny how like like lately like we we were at the mall and we saw this group of girls and melissa's like dude they all look the same and i was like that that's how it is you know i'm like they're trying to bring back the soup the this these weird trends and i was like and later on in life i'm like because we try to bring years back trends i was like it's 
cringy to know that when I'm older, maybe someone's gonna bring back those skinny pants and those snap bags and think yeah, it's cool. Yeah, because now everybody wants to do kind of what they were yeah. doing in the 90s, dude. And then, yeah. like, mind you, Marlene and I grew up in a very small, mostly white, like, conservative town. Yeah, we did. So, But let me say something. Our fucking house parties fucking cracked. Imagine it was a bunch of privileged kids with cars, big homes, parents always out of town, alcohol. Liquor in the cabinet. You can get alcohol like nothing because it was so small out here that the fucking people at the liquor stores just would give us fucking alcohol because they knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this party you guys one time I went to and we had nods out here too. And um, this little white girl comes up to me she told me she was from Tennessee. I called her Tennessee all of night, all the rest of the night. And I'm like sucking on my balloon like a Nas head. And she's like, oh my gosh, what is that? And I'm like, girl, that's Nas. And you know, me being a little grimy girl, she's, I was like, it's three for five, but you only need one. So I'll buy three for five and I'll keep two. Like, cause you're just starting, you know? <laughs> I know that I was so grimy. And she's like, got it, got it. So she, I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna take care of you, girl. Like, like Nas lasts like what, five seconds? <laughs> but I was just like hyping it up for her. She hits the fucking balloon, bro. And she's like, oh, this does feel good. Bitch started buying balloons at the balloons. I was kicking over her because she was giving me free <laughs> balloons. Cops get there. You know, everybody knows the drill. You leave the tank. You pick it up after. You yeah, know, balloons, yeah, yeah. you either suck it all in at once or you let it go. Homegirl's walking out with her balloons como si fueran like party Helium. balloons in front of the cops. And I'm like, girl, you're going to get in touch. Like, why? I'm like, you're not supposed to be doing this, Tennessee. And she's like, I love it here. I never want to move back. <laughs> I was like, oh, Tennessee. Dude, parties out here always crack. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, it's so crazy because... Like, even when you leave a party when a cop gets there, like, especially if it's a gated home, like, <laughs> sometimes they'll make you stay. Like, anybody in here doesn't get out. Okay, but the you craziest know? party was, remember, I don't want to say her name, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is this is my grimy era. Another grimy thing Dulce did. <laughs> so this was Marlene's friend, right? And her family went out of town they had like a guest Her house aunt. and she tells marlene come over i want to have a kickback and marlene's like come and i was like great so i w- it was just me and my boyfriend like and marlene's all of marlene's friends and the girl's like no i want this party to crack <laughs> don't invite your friends and i was like and guys i've always been very like known like popular and i'm like girl you sure you want me to invite my <laughs> friends and she was like yeah one post on instagram party hit me for the addy <laughs> people from my high school showed up dude that house was so <laughs> trash it was so trash there was a remote control in a jar of frost no it gets worse dude i remember we said we were like chefs and we were in her kitchen pretending to cook for everybody that house was so messed up she was crying in the morning because somebody stole her phone her ps5 we found the keys next to the car because somebody was planning on stealing her car no i felt so bad for her i told her i'm like you need to go to your homegirl's house and help i did i doubt obviously went over but you know that's crazy like people need to know that when you throw a party people are gonna raid the pantries after everybody's drunk people raid the pantries i remember i went to this party once and this kid put tape on his pantries (laughs) and put do not eat food (laughs) like two seconds later the tape was all hanging (laughs) the pantry was open i'm like bro i would never throw a party like the day i ever have kids and if they throw a party at my house i'm kicking their asses dude one time my homie we were in this party crew called gbs get bitches squad so embarrassing like i literally have pictures of me throwing up a g for gbs anyway and he and we throw a party and him and i were like 
let's make some money so we stood in this random house that was not our house and we were charging everybody five dollars to get in we made like 300 dollars that night bro dude that's actually kind of good yeah and since people knew we were in this party crew like they were like oh that party's gonna crack for sure (laughs) they were paying five dollars to get in like (laughs) boys including girls yeah dude i I miss high school i had so many freaking fun memories i did too i had a good high school experience my senior year was really good a lot of bitches didn't like me because i ended up being with the boy that everybody wanted to be with but other than that i liked high school you know and i'm glad i was not with my gut like i was like i don't care if these bitches these bitches aren't gonna mean shit to me later on in mm-hmm. life and he and i like him he likes you me. guys i thought i was tokyo drift at one point my mom <laughs> i got my my permit really young i got my permit when i was like seriously 15 and a half and my mom didn't know what a permit was so i told her it was a license <laughs> and so she would let me take her big her nice ass truck my mom had a nice ass truck the pathfinder remember <laughs> and i would pick up all my friends in the pathfinder dude i did a lot of criminal dude, i like, laugh when i see high schoolers in like mom cars yeah and at one point point you guys i remember my homie he had a little honda and he was showing me how to do um how to drift and i wanted to drift in this big ass truck <laughs> and when i parked with my friends like don't say don't ever do that shit again you're gonna flip it and reminds die. me of the video of the dog doing donuts that in was the snow. me that was me in my mom's car oh my god oh my gosh that okay last one that Logie reminds me of this one time paul walker had just um passed away in valencia and i remember like everybody was devastated you know when paul walker passed away it was like it was a big deal (laughs) and i remember on golden valley like before you turn into the the parking lot there's like it's like a little it's a dead end and people would do donuts there and i don't know if this girl (laughs) did it on purpose she thought she was tokyo drift but she did like a whole spin out and hit the pole and somebody took a picture and posted it and said Paul Walker fans be like <laughs> and her car was total dude everybody knows her okay one that. more story dude cause I know what parking lot you're talking about there was this guy in my school he was a 10th grader meaning he was like 15 like yeah like he was 15 and he had a really rich dad cause his dad was a doctor and so his they, his parents were getting through a divorce so in order to make up for his parents getting a divorce his dad bought him a new Lexus so this is a 15 year old with a brand new That's fucking crazy, Lexus dude. yeah he would pull up in this Lexus like everybody he was stunting and like I said 10th grader you couldn't even walk off the couch campus for lunch so there was like there was like this big mountain in the entrance of our parking (laughs) lot and people would go off-roading there people who had trucks and fucked up trucks you know like you know your parents give you their hand-me-down cars and a lot of parents had like four by fours you know so people would go (laughs) off-roading this motherfucker wanted to go off-roading in his brand new lexus It didn't even make it halfway up the hill, and his car just got stuck I there. I can just hear the, the, the tires yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> they had to call AAA and everything, bro. I I felt so bad the next time. Like, hey, bro, like you good? Was your dad mad? He's like, nah. I just blamed it on their divorce. Like, I can't with kids. I I can't. I I, I would do anything to go back to one day in high school. Seriously, that's like gun. nostalgic AF. Isn't it like your ten year reunion soon? Oh, it passed, huh? bitch girl relax i'm young okay (laughs) but thanks for tuning in y'all i hope you like this episode it was all over the place but you know what sometimes that's how it be that's how it be oh happy 420 blaze it boo